www.bluegrassfoundation.org. Hello, Tuesday, February 20th, 6.09. It is your morning ritual. How's it going? How's it hanging? Literally. I don't want to know. Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM790. Tucson's most stimulated talk. I feel a hell of a lot better today. You sound like it. Maybe I should say what happened. Nah. You really don't look like it. That, well, what you sound like I can't it? help that. <laughs> You're sick. You're absolutely. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, there are three things that I think you need to know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All of a sudden, people are starting to like the tax reform, despite the media and the Dems saying it's hard. How is getting your own money back horrible? I just want to know. I really want to know. They can't spend it for you. But, you know, New York Times published a Survey Monkey poll. Support is now at 51%, which I'm shocked it's that low, but I bet you it's kind of rigged in that aspect. Wait, I'm just what you want. Wait, wait, how is it good to have our own money back? Oh, I'm only, you know, companies giving bonuses, everything. Oh, 51%. It was, um, it was at 37% in December. Yep. Republicans are going to ride that to a November uh, midterm. Hopefully they want that to be the big win. I, again, I, I don't see how it can't, but, uh, but I, I've been wrong in the past because I don't know how Obama got reelected, but that's just me. Uh, great. Mitt Romney had a lot to do with that, but whatever. So 51% people are actually digging the, um, the tax cut. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Wow, how about that? Second thing that I think you need to know. Here's another one. Small business confidence. This is from CNBC hitting a record high this year after the Trump tax reform. Yep, small business confidence surging in 2018. Optimism rises among small business owners. Because of the tax reform package. Oh. Small business confidence saw an uptick of five points, 57 to 62, a record high and largest quarter-to-quarter move the index has seen since CNBC and SurveyMonkey started measuring it last year. Oh. So that's another thing. Oh, man. Confidence rose among almost all demographic groups, a largest increase coming from companies with five to nine employees. Those are the small ones. And small business owners ages 35 to 44 and 55 to 64. A member flags like, oh, young people are just gone. I know young, 35, 44. It, it, you, again, you don't see that many in the 20s voting like, like they want you to believe. So uh, that's looking pretty good. Third thing I think you need to know. Oh, it, you know, we talked about it yesterday and I have evidence coming up. Um, all of a sudden, these, some of these survivors of the uh, Florida school shooting. The ones that are uh, organizing the march, allegedly they're just they're you know being used or whatever. Um, you notice how well spoken they are. They don't talk the way normal seventeen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds, eighteen-year-olds talk. They don't. They just don't. Now we find out one of the people we played yesterday. We have Emma Gonzalez. Go BS, BS. That's one. She was doing interviews with this one uh, young guy named David Hogg. He's a shoot, uh, survivor. Turns out his dad is a retired FBI agent. We have audio and a video I'll put up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio, where it looks like he's getting coached by his dad off camera on what to say. Oh, is this all a setup? And the media, all they do is cheerlead these young people. One CNN anchor said, I am so proud of what you guys are doing. Is the fix in? I believe it is. I talked about it yesterday. There's no way they're not getting coached. There's no way this isn't happening. Oh, yes. Watch out. 
Okay, watch out. Three things I think you need to know. Um, this is this is just some crazy, crazy stuff going on right now. It seems like they're all being coached. So this David Hogg, he is a young guy. You've seen him. He's if you actually go to YouTube and type David Hogg with two G's, and you feel bad, you don't want to say anything bad about a 17-year-old or whatever he is, 16, 17, I don't know, something like a high school kid. Um, you don't want to say anything bad because the kid, and on top of that, witnessed this big shooting. At the same time, this guy's going around to every network there is spreading propaganda like there's no tomorrow. And then we find out that his dad is a retired FBI agent. And this Trump ripping the FBI, of course the FBI, did they, did they spend too much time trying to put dirt on uh, Trump with Russia and spy on him so they couldn't check out this, the warnings because they blew it several times? No, we know that. Uh, did they blow it? Yes. It has nothing to do with the fact that we, you know, the, the irony is there. We talked about it, I think it was last, was it last Thursday or Friday? Remember, I, Ryan looked at me when I made that joke on the air and I was like, ah, oh, maybe they're spending too much time. The FBI, they blew, they didn't check out the leads. They blew it. Maybe they were just trying to figure out uh, if they could tie Russia to Trump and Ryan's eyes like, uh-oh. Well, you weren't the only one to say that. I got lots of calls about that as well. See, we're not the only ones. You know, it doesn't take a, listen, uh, smart, uh, smart minds think alike and that's what we did. So you're sitting back and you're saying, what's going on? Though? There's no way these kids can talk this way, can do this stuff. All of a sudden, they're experts on the NRA like two days after the shooting. And it's always the, the NRA. NRA it is. Again, and I'm trying to figure out again. I'd love for them to tell me when was the NRA? When, when did they hold the mass shooting classes and school shooting drills? When, when did that happen? I really want to know. Uh, but this is all they're doing. This is it. And I want you to hear this. Oh, you know what? You, you forgot, uh, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, you know what? You. It's okay. Look over so, here. Yes. Look over here. Now look over here. Yes. But then look over here. Oh, I'm looking over there. Okay, now David Hogg. I want you to play number 58. This is David Hogg on CNN. We played some of this clip yesterday. Um, But uh, this is David Hogg, and he admitted this, and the media's not really rolling with it. Listen to this. Here we go. I think it's disgusting, personally. My father's a retired FBI agent, and pause the FBI are some of the let me, let me set it up. When Trump tweeted that the FBI messed up and maybe they're spending too much time trying to, you know, uh, uh, and it's also people up top of the FBI and the rank and file FBI know this too. But uh, they, they, you know, Trump tweeted out something about uh, the FBI spending too much time trying to, you know, uh, figure out if there's something with Russia and Trump and all this other stuff and blah, blah. So it basically Trump blasted the FBI as they deserve to be blasted, though. They're the ones that, that screw this up. They, they, they missed two warnings. Two tips given to them, and they didn't do anything. And then we find out, by the way, this... I don't know where this guy gets this money. Guns are expensive. Rifles are expensive. Turns out that the killer also bought 10 rifles over the past year. The hell does this guy... guy's living in a trailer park. His parents die. Where does he get this damn money to buy these rifles? Apparently, according to uh, CNN, he bought all the rifles legally, but he bought the rifles. Anyway... So uh, Trump blasting the FBI. So Allison Camerata asked this 16, 17 year old, whatever the hell he is, this high school student, what you think about Trump saying these things about the FBI? Like it's a setup. Listen to this. Here we go. 
I think it's disgusting personally. My father's a retired FBI agent and the FBI are some of the hardest working individuals I've ever seen in my life. They work every day, 24-7, to ensure the lives of every single American in this country. And it's wrong that the president is blaming them for this. After all, he is in charge of the FBI. He can't put that what? off on them. He is in charge of them. What? And these people, what they love to do is push it, this off on the bureaucracy and say it's not them. He is in charge of the FBI. That's, part, that's one of no, the executive branches. The executive what? branch is supposed to enforce laws. And as such, President Trump is in charge of that and the FBI. Okay. All right, so the wait, executive, is, wait, wait. Yeah. The, the executive <laughs> branch enforces laws, so let's get those uh, they amnesty laws. laws. They, exactly, they execute. They execute <laughs> laws. But Trump is not in charge of the FBI. I mean, he said it like four times there, didn't he? It had to be at least four times. So at that point, you say, all right, little kid, go back to school. Maybe you should learn something. Maybe getting a crap education at this point, right? Well, maybe you're not that, learning this. That's why they're being coached. Well, and that's the thing is that you're just saying this, and I want you to hear play number 60, Allison Camerata. Do you think she'd correct him on this? No, listen to this. I appreciate that reminder that they're the first responders and that they go into Actually, these we'll dangerous play in order. I, I apologize. I wanted to hear that. but So that happened. Then Emma Gonzalez, the BS girl, fired up right after that. Literally, the next thing is what she said, and she said this. And I do want to reiterate that the FBI were some of the amazing first responders who were helping us get to safety. And the fact that he wants to discredit them in any way and then he's trying to shift our focus onto them is... It, it's not. It's not acceptable. And then the FBI yeah. was first responders. Uh, I, I they were yeah. there, but I mean, first responders are the EMTs, the firefighters, yeah. the police. I I know. It, 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 everything they're saying is is factually incorrect. And then this happened right here. Alice Cameron. Do you think she's going to say, "I know you guys mean well, and you're upset because your dad's a retired FBI agent, but President Trump is not in charge of the FBI. There's an FBI director, and he reports to the Department of Justice." His actual boss, the person who, I mean, if you want to say is in charge of them, is Jeff Sessions, the attorney general. But, okay, but do you think she'd say that? No, she said this. I appreciate that reminder that they're the first responders and that they go into these dangerous situations to mm. try to save people. And then she just kept going on. It's like the fix is in. It's in. So you sit back and say, all right, what's, what's going on right now? They're being coached. They're saying these random things. And all of a sudden, the media is, you know, they're buying into this. They want to see it happen. And yet, what they're, what nobody's talking about is the fact that this guy bought the guns legally and the FBI literally blew it. He should have been stopped. There's nothing wrong with the actual gun laws. They knew this guy was nuts. The FBI was tipped off two different times and they did nothing about it both times. The school knew. What about the sheriff? This guy was, they, the cops were called out 36 times to his house because he was beating his mom. He was neglected. All this other stuff going back and forth. I mean, all it's all coming out now. Originally, like, oh, they, she, she was a saint, the adopted mother. All this, and all of a sudden, we're hearing, oh, neglect, neglect, mistreatment. How many more warnings do you need? And again, that's just being totally ignored. This is going to backfire on these uh, young people, on the media again, uh, because they're throwing it in our face over and over. And people are going to say, wait a second, wait a second. I mean, there'll be some that are just, you know, blind to the facts and ignorant and just whatever. There's always those that are going to go, but something needs to happen. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. I want you to hear also, this is, this is a big deal right here. Let's play the one where he's getting coached. Um, 
it's it's David it's David Hogg. Uh, do you have the one? Not why he recorded shooting. I might might be this one. No wait. Mm, no, hang should, hang. What? Should I get my stuff. You should get your stuff. <laughs> you should get your stuff. I know. I'm gonna I'd play. Stall. I'm gonna play right from here. Hang. Let me just make sure it's not gonna play an ad for us. Okay. Listen to this. Throw me up over there if you don't mind. This is David Hogg. Uh, here we go. This 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 is it. He's looking off camera. This, you know when somebody like the pick the, the camera's shooting at him, but he's not looking at the camera. He's looking at an angle. People do that. I learned that when I was in college. It's that's what you do. You don't you don't shoot him directly. You shoot him that way. That way you go. You do editing back and forth. Anyway, you'll hear him talking about things, and he gets he's getting coached. Listen. Because we had had a fire alarm earlier that day, and that was a drill. So we thought this was a drill, too, just another one. Because uh, we have a lot of fire alarms, uh, a lot of fire drills at the school. Um, after we heard the first gunshot, we initially thought it was a drill. Actually, that was a bad choice. It's okay. You're fine. Actually, that was a bad choice because the janitor... Sorry. It's okay. You're fine, David. You're fine. Honestly, when I was going out, I... It was kind of in, I was in, when I was going out, I was in shock. I don't know how to put this in perspective. Did you hear that? Somebody off camera. Say, I don't know how to put this into perspective. I don't, I, I just, I don't know how to put this in perspective. I don't know how to put this in perspective. Okay. Okay. So most of my friends that made it out, one of them went into a bathroom in the same, I believe in the same hallway as the shooter. Oh, hold on. One of them went into the same bathroom, I believe, as the hallway shooter. He was in there at the same time, and he was in the bathroom, and he didn't know if he was going to live. There. So there you go. It just... You knew something was up, right? Now, this will also get ignored by the media. Apparently, David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez, the two faces of this whole movement, and there's others, by the way. We have more to play. Um, they have said they're going to skip meeting with Trump because he's the worst. They're going to go on a town hall with CNN and Jake Tapper. Because it's they, they made it political. They're the ones that did it. It's not even a question. And it's sad. There are things that can be done. We've talked about it. And none of that is allowed to even be talked about because you're the worst person ever if you do. It's my way or the highway. Way to be accepting and diverse thoughts and everything. Yeah, get out of here. So, uh, yeah, we have that, which is, which is nice. Uh, we'll continue. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Could you feel the fix was in? Did you get the same feeling as me when you kept hearing this over and over again? If you go to YouTube and type David Hogg, you'll see a gazillion interviews. And he did one on Vox with Laura Ingram. And she even said, wow, you're, you know, very, you're very well spoken and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's because he was coached on what to say. That's what it comes down to. He was coached on what to say. We'll continue in about five. There's more. Wait till you hear what they called one of them called the NRA. And, and there's a common theme going on, too. We'll get to all that coming up. Morning Ritual, Gary Lewis, KNSTAM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 631, thank you for hanging out. Uh, what you're seeing right now, by the way, is the, the media, once again, not doing reporting. They're pushing an agenda. Just like they did with Ferguson. Uh, with Trayvon Martin, with Baltimore. It's pushing an agenda, not giving the facts so you decide. 41 outside, by the way, right now. Uh, 54, partly cloudy, and it's going to be chilly. 62, warm up a little bit tomorrow, but it's going to be chilly, you know, next week or so by Tucson standards. Really quick, before we take a quick break, I want you to hear this uh, one more time. This this is uh, a bunch of students uh, 
I mean, they literally became activists very quickly. I get, you don't understand, Garrett, you know, if you went through a shooting and, you know, really, you wouldn't mourn, you wouldn't, I, I, I don't know. They, they, they just seem like they're radicals. You got to hear this. One of the students is Cameron Caskey. There's a few other students uh, that, I guess, survived the shooting from this Florida school. This is CNN with the report, again, because they're just doing uh, agenda reporting. Uh, listen to this. Here we go. My friends and I, my community and I, have stared down the barrel of an AR-15 the way you have not. We have seen this weapon of war mow down people we know and love the way you have not. How dare you tell us we don't know what we're talking about? Survivors of the high school massacre in Florida demanding that lawmakers make changes to America's gun laws after the horror they live to tell about. Never again should a student be silenced by gunshots. Wow. Never again should anyone fear going to school. The time for change wasn't now. The time for change was years ago. Are you for taking steps to save us, or are you for taking NRA blood money? Wow. We are not letting the United States be run by that terrorist organization. Wow. What about George Soros? Can he run it? Oh, well. I mean, all, all of a sudden, the NRA is a terrorist organization. When did that happen? That's, they they want to push it. And again, uh, the National Rifle Association, terrorist organization. Right, right. Okay. Uh it's it's a bit much, isn't it? I mean, I think it is. Uh it's it's quite a bit. Uh, 633 on KNST AM790. You can react 880 KNST 8805678. Uh there's more going to have some bites throughout the day uh because I mean the, and this is going to turn off by the way. This people are going to be totally turned off by this when it comes to the media. I as if they don't want you're throwing it in my face. You're not doing good reporting. And nobody's saying, but you do realize. I mean, you could be against guns, that's fine. None of what you want would have stopped this guy from doing this, right? None of it. Uh, we'll continue. Uh, and the media has some more problems on its hands. Um, do you know that they gleefully promoted a Russia-sponsored event? Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah. We'll get to that coming up at about 5. We'll get uh, more on the... Uh, these these students these these wackadoo students that are being coached or they're just maybe they're just radicals as well I don't know thirty three hundred students by the way you see the same like four or five over and over and over um and again is the FBI is deep state somehow involved I'm not trying to be conspiracy theory but one of the kids his dad's a retired FBI agent and all you know hmm we'll get we'll we'll continue there's more there's more sound bites you're gonna say what the hell don't go anywhere here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Normally, you'd be pretty upset if another guy was stimulating your wife. But in a strange way, you like it. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Ah, yes. Just ask your wife. Come on, I always step on the way. Anyway, three things I think you need to know at 643. Uh, number one, most Americans now in favor. We're at 51% of the, the tax cuts. That's what the Republicans are going to try to uh, use to... Get to victory in the midterms. I think it should work. Give your own money back. Give jobs. Smucker's light, latest company, by the way, giving a whole bunch of workers $1,000 bonuses, putting $20 million into the pension. They have a pension at Smucker's. I mean, I know. I have 20, Why am 20 I million. I, I like I jelly. Be making jelly. Peanut butter and jelly is some of my favorite food. Um, so anyway, that that's what's going on it's there. Make it wrong. Well, you easy. I use peanut butter and I use jelly. Yeah, but what kind of bread do you put it on? Whole wheat. Or 12 eh. grain. Oh, what? 
I don't really eat bread, actually. You're trying been... to make it healthy. You're supposed mm. to use plain old white bread. Mm. That's I good. Don't, don't appropriate my culture. <laughs> what? Anyway, so that's that's what's going on. The people are digging it. 51%. It's up like uh, 14 points since December. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, small business confidence has hit a record high. CNBC has been covering this over the past year, and it increased five points. The small business confidence index saw a five-point bump. 57 to 62, a record high and largest quarter-to-quarter move since they began measuring this last year. Um, optimism, everything, all because of the tax reform package. Third thing I think you need to know, it looks like the fix is in with these park, uh, the, 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 the Parkland shooting, right? The students. Um, it's like Oregon, they're being told what to say. We find out now one of the students uh, who has been all over the news, David Hogg, dad's a retired FBI agent. And they, they go and say, like, just incorrect things. Trump's in charge of the FBI. He shouldn't rip them. It's executive branch. And the anchors at CNN and MSNBC, they never, they never correct these young people. Uh, and we have a video of where it looks like he's getting coached off camera, we assume by his dad, telling him what to say. This, this, is, this is an organized, I mean, this is like the vagina march. Are the Russians in charge of this? Are they sowing discord? It looks like the fix is in. Three things I think you need to know. And it's so sad there were people that died, man. People that died over this. And things that could possibly stop it in the future, no, they, that can't be talked about because these, these maniacal, revolutionary, radical, nutjob kids are, uh, are trying to dominate the airwaves. Anyway, we'll have more on that later in the show. Now, um, speaking of this, um, I just want you to know something. Uh, Robert Mueller's indictment, we talked about it yesterday a little bit, the indictment that came down Thursday. I'm sorry, Friday, Friday afternoon. According to this is actually from the indictment. You ready for this? In or around November 2016... Defendants and their co-conspirators, remember it was 13 Russians that will never come here, by the way. Uh, they'll, Russia will never send them. Uh, this was all done just to, to prove that uh, he, he, you know, hey, we got to keep the investigation going. We indicted people. Defendants and their co-conspirators organized a rally in New York, again, November 2016. So the Russians and their co-conspirators or conspirators organized a rally in New York through one organization, controlled group, designed to show your support for President-elect Trump held on or about November 12th at the same time. Again, November 12th, 2016, right after the election. At the same time, defendants and their co-conspirators through another organization-controlled group, another one they did, organized a rally in New York called Trump is Not My President, held on or about November 12th, 2016. So the Russians, these these 90 Russians at the Troll Factory helped organize this with $2 bucks via social media uh, to just sow discord. It was after Trump won the election, and Putin loves Trump so much that he wanted to continue to mess with the system, right? So this is November 12, 2016. Newsbusters has this. They have video highlights of CNN and MSNBC's coverage of the Russian-organized anti-Trump march between noon and 5 on November 12, 2016. I want you to hear the awesome reporting as they reported this Russian-backed event. Throw me up over there. Listen to this. The, yeah, yeah. the anti-Trump protest is just about to kick off. And Morgan, with a good day to you, what's happening there right now? Listen. Well, it's already started. In fact, you can see hundreds of people behind me here in Union Square. I want to show you some of the signs and the posters they're holding up here. You can see one here that says, Knowledge, Trump, Hate, Protect Our Public Schools. 
teachers against Trump. Oh. You see people that are really saying that this is the time for them to come together. They're trying to say they're being more inclusive. And that's because thousands of people, as you know, Alex, are feeling marginalized. Marginalized. Like Donald Trump's comments. And they said this is a love rally. This After love they rally. pointed in CNN. that direction, they yelled we're not going to be um, tolerating any sexism or homophobia or racism. Thanks, and Russia. that is really the message. All of sort of these protesters coming together, frustrated, angry, and all directed at the president-elect. Yeah. Hey, Morgan, can you Back tell who has organized this rally? Oh, it has been tell? suggested that so many Russia. of the protests across this country have been impromptu rallies. I mean, it's been supported by a very diverse array of constituents. Russia. Is there someone in charge here? Right now, this is a lot of different groups of people who have come yeah, together with no necessarily official leader. And that's oh. been some of the criticism. People have said, well, what's the point? Do you have all these disparate groups coming together? But what they're saying is the point is they know they can't change the results of the election because that is in the can. But what they say is they want to come together and show America that love really does win. It does. What a message by Russia. Hang on, there's more. MSNBC. Alex, I have to say I've covered quite a few protests from the Black Lives Matter protests. Oh, and yeah. This is something different. It's something unique. Uh, the energy here is electric. I spoke to a, that woman when she's saying she's concerned that black people will mm. be shot in the street. Listen. Did she back from that at all? Or is that a legitimate concern for her? Because that's scary. Alex, it's not only a legitimate concern for her, it's a legitimate concern for a lot of people who really? I've spoken to, not only at this protest, but people I've spoken to just in the city. They said they're wondering if this is almost a license to carry in terms of hate. Hang on. So you heard that. Black people going to get shot in the street, right? And it made me think, where did I hear that before? Yesterday, that Washington Post story, if you were listening to the show in the 7 o'clock hour, and I have it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. Uh, like it, follow it, you'll see it. This story from the Washington Post, they actually interview a Russian journalist who broke the story where basically Mueller got all his information, most of his information from, for the indictment. This, this, this uh, Russian journalist worked for a Russian business magazine, and he started writing about the troll factory, the Russian troll factory, back in like, uh, I think it was 2014, 2013. Uh, and then uh, they did a follow-up again in 2016. So uh, one of the questions from the Washington Post uh, writer to the Russian journalist was, do you think the, that Americans misunderstood the troll factory then? And it was, again, the troll factory is 90 people in St. Petersburg, Russia, using $2 million to put all kinds of things on Twitter and Facebook to try to uh, hate Trump, love Trump, hate Hillary, love Hillary. They just, just cause chaos. Discord, right? In the answer, the Russian journalist said, everyone is focused on the pro-Trump groups. What we saw was that they were trying to spread tension in the society, meaning the, the troll factory, talking about problems people had with black people, Islam, and so on. They organized anti-Trump rallies also, as we just heard. Yes, they were active against Hillary, but they were not always pro-Trump. They were also active after the election. Well, you just heard, November 12, 2016. The story about the Black Fist Movement, fake movement, self-defense classes for black people, they started this story in 2017 after Trump was elected. That's where you got that. So uh, they were just so happy to have these stories. And by the way, Michael Moore was there. Michael Moore. He accused Trump forever. Colluding, colluding, colluding with Russia. He was there at the protests that were organized by Russians. 
Funny, huh? Funny. So you have to ask yourself, was Michael Moore in on it? No, no, no. Remember, remember Rosenberg, uh, Rosenstein, I'm sorry, Rod Rosenstein. He actually said uh, no American wittingly knew, or if anybody was involved, they didn't know there were Russians doing this. That's it. They had no idea, no clue, just Russians. Uh, they didn't realize they thought they were Americans. They disguised themselves as grassroots type people, blah, blah, blah. Hang on, I'll play a little bit more. Listen. There are thousands of people right now taking over Fifth Avenue with several messages, although aimed at our president-elect. We have people talking about being against racism, sexism. You hear Black Lives Matter being yelled. Um, and we again- All this from 90 Russians at the Troll Factory. They organized this via with $2 million via Twitter and Facebook. And again, if you thought that Russia wanted Trump to win and they helped him, why would they do this? Again, it's just so easy to see, isn't it? Men are shutting down Fifth Avenue right now, headed straight to Trump Tower. On the, I really quickly want, Fred, I want to make a point. The person that organized this protest, Uh-oh. a 20-year-old student from St. John University here in New York. Really? And he actually, we've seen him several times, shaking hands with police officers, talking about what direction they want to go in, mm. um, how can they go about it peacefully. It is the most organized protest that I've seen happen here in New York City. And that's good news, because again, as he pointed out to me, they want their message to be heard. They don't want violence they've been seeing across the country in other protests. They do just want their message heard, and they want everyone, even across the country, to know that they are against what Trump ran on, and that is really what their message is collectively. There's more, but I mean, you just see it. There's it's just, so they, and, and then there. the media is just, just so excited about this. So you sit back and say, can you trust what the media is reporting? I mean, we could, we knew you can't trust it to begin with, but now all of a sudden CNN and MSNBC, they are literally back then that day, they were like just cheerleading this. So then Anything on their airwaves, you have to sit back and say whether they know it or not, whether they know it or not, are they covering real news or are they being sparked by something else? By the way, Fox News covered this also with, it says here, 66 seconds of a recap during uh, their, uh, I guess, the Brett Bear show. So there you have it. Man, oh man, oh man. Um, insane. So insane. You, can't, you can't trust the news. No. Nope. You can't trust uh, the internet, obviously. I mean, can you can you even trust yourself anymore? Are we all? I do. So, well, maybe I do. Uh, <laughs> yourself, yes. But we're all kind of just well, not me, but everybody who's so locked into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are so brainwashed. Yep. Maybe this will be the end of them because why would you want to keep going on it if you can't trust anything that is there? Because if you don't, if you don't regurgitate what's being put out there on Facebook and stuff, yeah, you're an idiot. Well. And people will see you as I, dumb I, because I, you, you don't know, know the quote unquote facts. I th- I think that you. I think people are just finally getting. I think they're going to start getting off of it. I, I really do. And it will continue. Six fifty four. Uh, Trump's is it the new religion? Trump's uh, Trump's no. Trump's I'm serious. In, I know. Is it like I know. the new drug I, for the masses? We're running right, short sorry. on time. All right, all right, Trump's sorry. immigration, illegal immigration policies, helping out black people, but he's racist. We'll get that at seven ten. They're making more money. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk.
Yeah, 707 on this Tuesday. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST, AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. We're now at 51% of the country that supports the uh, the tax reform. 51%. Why? Well, that's low. Actually, that's that's more than half. That's majority now. Uh, and why is that such a big deal? Um, well, and by the way, this is from... Uh, this is from the New York Times. They did a survey monkey poll. Uh, it was down in the 30s back in December. Every month it goes up and up and up and up. What do you think it's going to be once uh, November rolls around, huh? Yeah, it's going to be pretty high. Second thing that I think you need to know, small business consumer competence is now at a record high. Yes, yeah, CNBC has the story. Oh, no. What? Yes, CNBC uh, reporting that small business competence Jumped up five points and most it ever has from 57 to 62. Uh, it's having more. It, they, they said the largest, the competence rose, the largest among all demographics, uh, all demographics rose, but the largest was increases from companies with five to nine employees. Those are small businesses and small business owners ages 35 to 44 and 55 to 64. And it's because of the tax reform. Uh, so business, uh, the optimism is, is, is higher than it has ever been, according to CNBC. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is that it, it appears that some of these high school students down in Florida that are the shooting survivors are being coached, are being coached very well. And the media is is applauding them and letting them spread propaganda. One of the students that you've seen on, if you've been watching, um, on a lot of networks, one of the students, his dad is a retired FBI agent. You think that has to do with anything? And on top of that, the there's a video where it appears that he is being coached off camera on what to say, and I'm assuming maybe it's his dad. Calm down. Come down. Say it this way. It's really remarkable. All of a sudden, these high school kids are, you know, they, they know a lot about the NRA. You think that they're a terrorist organization. Just like that, in a matter of days, they're, they're experts and stuff, and we have to listen to them, right? And there's a common theme that you're going to hear also, by the way, and Ryan heard it. We'll get to it uh, throughout the show where uh, it's the Mark Kelly. He started the whole soundbite of, well, it makes no sense that you can't buy a beer, but you can buy a rifle. Wait do you hear how many people are now saying that? That literally is simplistic and dumb. Uh, if, that, if that's the case, how about this? Okay, uh, the gun is a killing machine. Shouldn't be able to buy that when you're that young. Okay, cool. Then you can't drive till you're 21. What do you like? You like that, kid? You like that? You're texting and driving. Three things I think you need to know. All right. Um, what? You know that's right. You know it's true. You know it's true. Um, so, uh, you know how like Trump's racist and stuff. So we've been told, I found a story from uh, Chicago, Chicago sometimes. And it was really, really cool. Uh, it talks about, uh, I don't know if you heard about that. There's a bakery that apparently hired a whole bunch of illegal aliens and they got busted because Trump is cracking down. He's ordered the crackdown of all the, you know, these companies and businesses that are, I mean, happened again in California over the weekend or last week where uh, out in LA where they, they arrested 212 illegal aliens. I'll get to that story also. Um, but there was a Swiss-owned bakery out in Chicago that was uh, that got busted because they were they were employing about 800 illegal aliens. 800, 800. They were paying them less than uh, than black people, paying them less than everybody, treating them almost like slave wage in that aspect. Well, that's what they want, right? I know it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Chicago Sun Times had a story um, about uh, this bakery. It, uh, the labor issues had blacks versus Hispanics. Wait, what? 
Ed French, owner of uh, the Elgin-based, Elgin-Illinois-based Metro Staff, Inc., says his company became the main provider of replacement workers for this bakery that had illegals because they had to hire a bunch of new people. And about 80% of them are black. And according to the French, the wages are up about 25 cents an hour to just above minimum wage, but it's more than that. He says everyone hired through his company is permitted to work in the country, has passed a background check and a drug test. And according to a former consultant to the bakery, a former consultant to the bakery, Metro Staff Inc. paid the black workers 14 bucks an hour versus the $10 an hour the Mexican workers were making through the labor network. Wait a second. So you're telling me that illegal aliens were driving down wages? Illegal aliens were willing to work for 10 bucks an hour? And that was keeping Americans that wanted to work out of the workforce? We were told that but that's not true. We were told by John McCain and Jeff Flake and all these other yahoos that, and Raul Grijalva, these are jobs that Americans just don't want. Oh, by the way, newly hired Latino Americans, yes, Americans, are also getting the higher wage. All of a sudden, Trump pops in there, the racist maniac that he is, according to the media and the activist groups and the Democrats. He gets in there, cracks down on illegal aliens, and then lo and behold, black people and Hispanic people start getting paid more money. Please tell me again how this is actually racist, how this is actually bad. I'd love to know. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, it was it, Clover Hill Bakery. That's the bakery, Clover Hill Bakery, Northwest Chicago. Uh, they have bakeries in other areas as well. When the illegal aliens were fired, um, they had to find new people. Wait, wait. And there were Americans that wanted to work? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, these Americans started working there. By the way, the Swiss owner has since sold Cloverhill Bakery to Hostess Brands. Okay. All right, so you have that. Now, here's where it gets even better. Okay, after you hear this, this is, this is terrible what Trump's trying to do. This is, just, this is awful and stuff like that. This is, this is bad. Um, <clears throat> do you think, by the way, that these, uh, as you hear Trump do this, do you, we're going to hear a black lady talk in just a second about what her problem was, and you'd probably think that she's not a typical Trump supporter. Who knows if she is or she isn't, but I think she might be after this. You think this is going to help people show up and vote for the Democrats afterwards? I mean, all of a sudden, Democrats want to give amnesty to a whole bunch of illegals, and you have Americans that are black, that are Hispanic, and they want to work, and white too, by the way, and they want to work. And they want to make money. Should they vote for the party that's trying to get more people in to do the job to drive down wages? Or vote for the, the guy in the party that is making it more fair and thinking of Americans first? Hmm? You know, I, well, that too. It's going way back. So you sit back and think. Well, I mean, that kind what? of applies to the situation. Yes, because again, that guy thought that you can't get strawberries or lettuce if illegals aren't here, which... Um, and by the way, um, cotton picking, uh, a lot of this is being, uh, cotton picking has been mechanized for, for 50 years. Uh, you're getting a lot of crops being picked by, by, um, by robots basically as well. Yeah. Uh, so give me a break. Now, apparently, uh, from, uh, there, there's a website called oakpark.com, Right. Um, it says here, Breitbart has a story, the good economic news from Chicago is offset by the increased diversity and conflict imposed by the pro-immigration and democratic business and business groups. Yes. See, the Democrats are trying to screw up things again. 
and the Amnesty Groups. Oakpark.com reported comments from Dan Giloff, a project director with the Chicago-based Coalition Against Segregation of Employees Group. Really? Although they lost lots of illegal workers through the ICE audit, their response has been hiring lots of workers, mainly blacks, giving them little training, working them excessive hours, and giving them mandatory 12- to 16-hour shifts. When workers get hurt, they're essentially thrown away. Excuse me? From the same story, Lisa Pintado-Vertner, a member of the Oak Park call to action, said the employees have told her um, that the company is trying to pit groups against each other because if you divide, you can conquer. We hear stories from African-Americans say Latinos won't speak English to me, and Latinos say blacks are lazy. This is what they're trying to do. You have Democrats and these pro-amnesty groups trying to cause problems here. The Chicago Sun-Times reported that African-American employees at Clover Hill actually called ICE. They wanted Trump's ICE agents to do something because there were conflicts over language, hours, shifts, favoritism, and pay. That's what it comes down to. I want you to hear a lady. Lynn Lane, a union steward at Cloverhill, said, yeah, there were tensions. There were lots of tensions. And by the way, she said in this story from the Chicago Sun-Times, quote, it was African-American workers in the plant that saw, you know, like I said, that had been treated unfairly and treated like secondary class citizens by Hispanic workers. So it was a whole lot of employees in the company. Well, they were they was given a number, as far as I know, they was given a number to call, to call immigration. So she admitted she was the one. They did it. They called the black workers, got on the government hotline to ICE, and reported illegal alien workers at the bakery. And that's when ICE came in and swooped. And I want you to hear more from this lady. This, and I'll put all this on my uh, page, uh, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Um, like and follow. It's going to be there. I want you to hear this. Uh, Lynn Lane, again, is her name. She works. She's not complaining about uh, the long hours and all this other stuff. It's a job. She wants to work. 65, though, here she is talking about uh, Mexican employees, outnumbered black employees, because there were a lot of them that they were uh, illegal. Here we go. It was pretty much when, uh, when I first got there and everything, it was more like 90-10. Oh. It was 90% Mexican, 10% black, if that. It was mainly the Mexicans getting all the hours and the days, you know. Now the 90% uh, racial uh, workers, pretty much 90% black and 10% Mexican. A lot of them didn't speak a bit of English. And I'm trying to figure out how could you come into a place or how could you come into, you know, the United States without being able to speak English. I mean, that... And on top of that, in the company, uh, it's Spanish first and then English, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like they put in English secondary when I, I, don't, I don't understand that. It's caused a lot of problems because, see, like I said, the communication, there was no communication. And like I said, those that did speak English... You know, they claim they don't speak English and they didn't want to translate, you know. So um, a lot of times we got mixed communication, you know. They'll tell me they said one thing when they said another. So apparently they were frustrated. Of course, I thought it was only white people that, uh, that could be upset if there wasn't uh, English spoken, right? Oh, so all of a sudden you have this lady who seems to say, just like you and I say, why don't people speak English? 
What's going on there? Oh, it doesn't stop there. There's more. Talking about wages, talking about, uh, well, how they, well, I'll, you know, you got to hear it for yourself. We'll do it coming up. It's 719 on KNST, AM 790. Um, it really is a remarkable story. Black people benefiting, Hispanic people benefiting from illegal aliens getting the boot. Why, why, why are you shaking your head? Because it's not about black or Hispanic. It's about Americans. I agree, but you sit back and you see. The reason I say this is because you, you, you hear these idiots on TV, and they'll just tell you. They want to categorize. That, that's the thing. And they, they just tell you that uh, they can't benefit, and Trump is racist. What he's doing is racist. Who is benefiting from this? There's black, there's Hispanic. I'm sure there's white people working there as well. But here you go. You have Americans wanting to work there, wanting to do the job. And then you get some jackhole like the white Jeff Flake. And, and he'll say, well, you know, this is, this is just terrible. We, have, we played this somebody yesterday. Oh, Republicans have not been reaching out to uh, uh, minorities, haven't been doing a good job. Uh, you know, I, well, what about this? Is this not reaching out? Hey, you can work and make more money. Idiots. And what have you done, Jeff Flake, to fix this problem? Nothing. Nothing. Useless. Get out of here. Oh, he's pointed it out. He's a monitor. 720. There's more. Wait to hear about the wages. The wages described by this lady. It's coming up. This is a phenomenal story. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 727. Thank you for hanging out. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. That'd be fantastic. Uh, it's a chilly one today. Chilly inside, chilly outside. It's a great big chilly fest. Get shorty. Uh, it's it's re- I mean, it's going to warm up a little bit tomorrow, but it's 41 now, 54 for a high today, 62 tomorrow. Why am I going to get you? Huh? What? Let's continue. Let's continue. So we have, again, this lady. And please tell me again. I mean, I, I would just... You know what? I almost want... Um, now, I, we don't take many calls, but... If I mean, we know that the I know the president is not racist. You probably know he's not that he's not racist. If you think he is racist, if it's going to be tough, always ask him the other side to call in. I mean, if you're black or Hispanic, or even if you're white and you think the president's racist, please tell me how what he's doing right here has policies to crack down on illegal illegal immigration are not good for everybody, including blacks and Hispanics, minorities. Uh, I want you to hear more from this woman who works at the bakery. Lynn Lane, who actually uh, called ICE and said, you have a bunch of legal aliens working here at this bakery. And, uh, and you, did she say in that soundbite it was about 90-10? 90% Hispanic, 10% black. Since they cracked down illegal immigration at that Chicago bakery, it's now 90% black, 10% Hispanic. But everybody's making 14 bucks an hour at least versus the 10 bucks an hour, which is what the illegal aliens were getting paid. Uh, and then she starts talking about the, uh, the wages. Here we go. Listen to this. The Mexicans, they were paid um, less than us. So I didn't understand that because, see, like I say, here it is, a lot of us doing the same job, but everybody's got a different uh, pay salary, you know, every hour, every hour. Everybody get paid different pay, you know, by the hour. I didn't understand that, and I still don't understand it. You thinking they paying, this agency is paying the same as the next agency, and come to find out, one's paying 11 Dollars and like you said, the other one's paying fourteen, and here we is, and one paying what ten, ten something, and here we is, we all doing the same job. Mm-hmm. That's unfair. It is unfair, isn't it? So, do you think that she is going to vote for Trump? Do you think? I mean, she's making more money. It's more fair. It's better for Americans. Do you think that 
that she will all of a sudden back Trump? Do you think this will help the Republicans? 880-KNST, 888-567. Anything? No. Not going to matter. Not at all. Um, I think that's, I guess we'll find out maybe more in 2018, maybe even more than that in 2020. Uh, but th- this is kind of a big deal, isn't it? Now, ICE, this past, uh, where was it, last week, I had this story in the prep. Um, there were five days last week, 212 illegal aliens arrested in the Los Angeles area. 80, uh, 88% of the 212, 88%, that means 195 of the 212 arrested illegal aliens, they were convicted criminals. They were told you have to leave the country. They didn't do it. Uh, they came back to America after being deported already. More than 55% of those people, there's 212, so over 55% of the 212 that were arrested, the illegal aliens, were serious or violent felons that had been convicted on significant or multiple misdemeanors. That includes child sex crimes, weapons charges, and assaults. Yep. Um, there were five where ICE... And they made the arrest. They served 122 notices of inspection to businesses in the L.A. area. So they picked up people that were working illegally. And the director of ICE said, listen, because uh, of sanctuary jurisdictions like Los Angeles, they prevent ICE from arresting criminal aliens in the secure confines of a jail. So now our officers are forced to go conduct at-large arrests in the community. Puts us in danger. Puts the general public in danger. Puts the illegal aliens in danger. He said ICE. He said aliens said illegal. Uh, a greater risk, increasing incidents of collateral, uh, collateral arrests. And it's true. They're cracking down. Cracking down big time. But it's, you know, L.A. And, and California as a whole making it more dangerous for ICE agents and anybody that's actually helping them, if they are, of arresting these illegal aliens. But the crackdown is happening. You're not seeing this stuff in the news. You're hearing a bunch of uh, high school kids telling you what uh, gun laws need to happen. And they have no actual lifetime experience. Oh, well, they, they survived a shooting. Listen, I get it. But just because you are a victim doesn't make you an expert. Uh, anyway, 732. Uh, you want to hear a smoking gun? I can say that. So you hear about the Russia. Russia helping Trump. Russia, Russia on Twitter and Facebook. Russia, Russia, Russia. I found a clip November 1st of last year. You had Twitter, you had Google, you had Facebook testifying before a Senate committee. Doesn't sound exciting at all, trust me, but I found the gold. The gold! How much money did the Russians spend on Facebook to try to sway the election? Even though we found out from Rod Rosenstein, we played the sound bites yesterday, he's the deputy attorney general, that the, the, the indictment showed, the Mueller indictment showed, Russians, the, the Russians did not sway the outcome of the election at all. Right? But guess how much money Facebook spent? I'm sorry, Russians spent on Facebook before the election. Because you hear, you know, the Democrats say, well, the Russians on Facebook and Twitter and the fake news, they, they're the ones that they got Trump in there. Wait till you hear this. And this should be a big thing that everybody's talking about, and it was ignored. I'll play it for you when we get back. 733 on KNST AM 790. Here's Fox. He gets you up, gets you going. He stimulates you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Word, 741. Thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, well, 
Tax reform, baby. Looks like uh, people actually dig it. Up to 51% approval right now, according to a SurveyMonkey poll published in the New York Times. Up 14 points since December because people are like, apparently this Nancy Pelosi is full of crap. I'm getting more money. Uh, This is awesome. More people are hiring. This is great. What is she talking about? And that's going to work out well. You've heard in the news, right? Uh, Pelosi and Grijalva are going to be up in Phoenix telling people why the... uh, why you getting more of your money back and companies paying you more and giving you bonuses and giving you more job opportunities is terrible for workers in Arizona. Oh, good luck with that. That's happening tonight up in Phoenix. Good luck there, Raul. Don't break a bar stool. Second thing, I think you, he's the bar stool killer. Second thing, I think you need to know the maturity just goes. Second thing, I think you need to know uh, is that uh, small business confidence off the charts, off the Charts, CNBC reporting this. Small business confidence has now hit a record high, jumped five points last month. It's the high, or it's the last quarter, highest uh, and largest quarter-to-quarter move since they've been measuring it since last year. Uh, Small business confidence, the optimism is surging in 2018 because of the tax reform package. So, yes, go tell people why it's so bad, Pelosi and Grijalva, you geniuses. Third thing I think you need to know is that uh, it looks like they're being coached. These high school students that survived the shooting all of a sudden are experts on the NRA calling the terrorist group, apparently. Uh, one of, we find out now one of the students, his dad is a retired FBI agent, and they give out all kinds of misinformation, but the media is cheerleading. We're proud of you. They don't correct them when they make mistakes. Uh, it looks like in one of the videos, this, eight, this, uh, this David Hogg, a student that survived, is being coached off camera. Not good. People's Pundit Daily, by the way, shows that people in Florida actually don't want gun control. They actually want armed security. People there, they did a poll, Florida voters favor armed guards at schools over gun controls. Even though they're yelling the loudest, people don't agree with it. Three things I think you need to know. Now, we have that, uh, we have that, that audio. Um, this took place November 1st last year. Um, there was a Senate Intelligence Committee Right, and they were talking to Facebook and Twitter and Google executives, and Senator Roy Blunt from Missouri, Republican Senator Roy Blunt, asked them about the spend, advertising spending, and he brings up the Internet Research Agency in Saint Petersburg. That is the troll factory we've been talking about. They're called the Internet Research Agency out of Saint Petersburg, Russia. They were uh, propped up and paid for and funded by the Russian government. And they're the ones that caused the chaos and discord, right, in, in our politics. They're the ones that did the pro and anti-Trump rallies, the pro and anti-Hillary rallies, all this stuff. They just wanted to screw with people and turn us against each other. That's what Russia wanted. Talked about it yesterday. We'll keep on talking about it. Um, now, nobody's talking about what happened. Now, if you think that uh, Russia influenced the way people voted in the election, right, by, I guess, buying ads on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Google and whatever— how much do they actually spend? Listen to Roy Blunt talk about the Internet Research Agency and talk to the executives of Google and, uh, and, and Facebook about this. Here we go. Listen. The Internet Research Agency, and you now know that's a Russian group. Well, on the advertising side, we also have some additional data around banking information because f- folks are paying for these ads. Um, but we didn't link the IRA accounts to advertising um, in the election. Uh, but what we did was found nine advertisers uh, based on the signals I talked about and also banking information. Largely, it was Russia Today, who we since removed as advertisers from the platform. Well, let's see if they got their money's worth. Everybody here here has been involved in one way or another in buying advertising. 
I've always had some sense that you, in advertising, you pretty much got what you paid for. Uh, Mr. Stretch, how much money did the Russians spend on ads that we now look back as either disruptive or politically intended? Yeah, how much? Is that $100,000? It's that, approximately $100,000. I meant from your company. Yes, approximately $100,000. How much of that did they pay before the election? The... I've seen the number yeah. 44,000, is that right? 56 so, after, 44 before? The ad impressions ran 46% before the election, uh, the remainder after the election. 46%. Of 100,000. Well, if I had a consultant that was trying to impact an election and spent only 46% of the money before election day, I'd be pretty upset about that, I think. But if, so, so they spent $46,000. How, mm -hmm. how much did the Clinton and Trump campaign spend on Facebook? During, I assume yeah. before the election. Before the election. They were better uh, organized than, that, than the other group. Uh, approximately, combined approximately $81 million. $81 oh. million and before the election? Yes. So $81 million. I'm not a great mathematician, but $46,000, million, would that be like five one-thousandths of one percent? Yep. It's something like that. It's a, it's a small I, number by comparison, sir. Pause uh, it. Very small. Five one-thousandths of one percent is what the Russians spent compared to Hillary and Trump. And you have people still saying that somehow Russia influenced the outcome of the election, even though we found out from the number two guy at the Department of Justice, Rod Rosenstein, who hates Trump, by the way, and loved Hillary. We find out that, um, <clears throat> I mean, there really was no influence there. They, they said there's no influence. There's, that's what they found out from the United no influence. And then we found out they spent forty-six grand total, $46,000. And somehow that, uh, we're being told that again by, by fools. That that somehow actually impacts the election and changes the outcome. $46,000. It's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Kind of a big, yeah. Because, I mean, if you didn't know that, you'd probably think they spent millions and yeah. millions, right? On Twitter, on Facebook, on this, that. 46 Gs on Facebook. You'd think that uh, was, you know, was a bit dwarfed, I think so. Crazy, isn't it? You're not getting this anywhere else, are you? 880-KNST, uh, 880-5678. Holy smokes. How many Russians were in this uh, in this troll campaign? There were 90. So if 90 people could... And a lot of them aren't there anymore. ...could supposedly sway an election, yes. what about the millions of illegals in America? Well... That were voting. Well, apparently, they, they, we were always told they haven't been voting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hit, I know. Hit the shot, hit yeah, the I know, I know. I mean, it's not like, again, you have to show your driver's license, which is why the, all these states want illegals to get driver's licenses and stuff like that, right? Sure. Sure. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> so there's that. Uh, 749 now on KNST AM 790. Oh, we have much, much, much more. Uh, but we're going to get to uh, something I find interesting. There is a, a theme and a narrative and a statement being pushed by politicians, anti-gun people. Have you heard what it is? They want you to repeat it over and over and over again to get on their side. We'll get to that coming up at about 810 KNST AM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. .org.
807. Hi, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Uh, it turns out that now we have a majority of people that back the tax cuts, and it's only going to keep growing as more jobs are created, more money goes into their bank accounts, bonuses, you name it. 51% survey monkey poll published in the New York Times. It should be more than that. I think that's really low. Uh, but it was 37% back in December. And it's only going to keep on growing, man. And at the same time, tonight in Phoenix, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Raul Grijalva going to have just an electric an electric town hall where they're going to tell you why the tax cuts are horrible for workers in Arizona. Yeah. How do you even make that case? Listen, these are crumbs. These are crumbs. I thought you should stimulate the economy by giving you more food stamps. We have that soundbite. That's how you stimulate the economy. We do. We have that soundbite, Nancy Pelosi. I know. <laughs> I don't want to find it. I... You getting actual your, your actual money back and companies hiring you and that kind of stuff and dirty jobs, it's, it's terrible for you. It's terrible. By being a worker, you're not really working. We're referring to you as just like a person that, that wants to work but not really work, but it's a worker and stuff like that. Go ahead. If you want to create jobs, the, the quickest way to do it is to provide more funding for food stamps. Friggin' genius. Yeah. So you got that. Second thing I think you need to know is that any this is not getting a lot of uh, a lot of pub. I don't know why, but CNBC small business confidence hits a record high this year after the Trump's ta- Trump tax reform win. Uh, small business confidence surging in 2018. Optimism rises among small business owners about the newly enacted tax reform package. It jumped five points. 57 to 62, a record high in the largest quarter-to-quarter move since CNBC has been tracking this uh, last year. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, half of small business owners are expecting to see tax cuts this year. Um, 46% of those surveyed say, t- this is crazy to me, 46% say the survey uh, says the tax policy changes will have a positive effect up from 38% in the fourth quarter because they were getting false information from the fake news media. You ready for this? Opinions have shifted significantly. Twice as many now expect changes in tax policy to have a positive rather than negative effect on their business. Uh, the number of those saying tax policy changes will have a negative impact fell sharply from 36% down to 23 in the most recent survey. I mean, it's all because that you can't trust anything the media tells you. Third thing I think you need to know, we'll get into this right now. It looks like the, um, the survivors, the ones that are speaking out, that are all doing all these interviews... From the Florida shooting, and it's terrible that it's it's come to this. I mean, kids died, adults died, and you have Democrats and you have activist groups literally coaching, coaching these students that don't know anything about gun laws, guns, anything. They are coaching them on what to say. We have proof of it. One of the students we found out is a uh, his his dad is a retired FBI agent, and the media is just letting them say whatever they want, even though it's fake and incorrect, and they don't correct them. Three things I think you need to know. You know, let's start with that. Let's start with that. I want you to hear um, David Hogg. Let's play number 58. David Hogg on CNN. Uh, this, you've seen the, this young guy. If you, go to David, if you go to YouTube and type David Hogg with two Gs, you'll see him on so many, like all the networks, all the cable news shows, you name it. I'm sorry, teenagers, not even a week after a shooting, it didn't even happen a week. When did it happen? Thursday? Yes. 
or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. All of a sudden, they're experts. They're saying this stuff. They speak so well. Are you kidding me right now? Something's up. Listen to David Hogg admit that his dad's a retired FBI agent. He's been on all these interviews with that uh, young girl, Emma Gonzalez, that screams BS and everything else. Uh, Listen to this. Here we go. I think it's disgusting, personally. My father's a retired FBI agent, and the FBI are some of the hardest-working individuals I've ever seen Pause in my life. I screwed life. up again. They were- I, let me preface this. The host, Allison Camerata, asked, what do you th- go to the beginning, if you don't mind, please. Uh, Allison Camerata said, what do you think about President Trump attacking the FBI, saying you missed your chances? Because they did have two chances. They were tipped off twice. They didn't do anything uh, to try to track down the shooter, who went by his own name, Nicholas Cruz, on Instagram and YouTube. Very hard to figure that out, right? So Trump goes after the FBI because they're going after him. They're trying to do this stuff. So she says, what do you think about Trump going after the FBI? Here we go. I think it's disgusting, personally. My father's a retired FBI agent, and the FBI are some of the hardest working individuals I've ever seen in my life. They work every day, 24-7, to ensure the lives of every single American in this country. And it's wrong that the president is blaming them for this. After all, he is in charge of the FBI. He can't put that off on them. He is in charge of them. And these people... What they love to do is push it, this off on the bureaucracy and say it's not them. He is in charge of the FBI. That's, part, that's one of the executive branches. The executive branch is supposed to enforce laws. And as such, President Trump is in charge of that and the FBI. What? What? He's not in charge of the FBI. There's an FBI director who reports the attorney general. All this stuff, right? I mean, this really? This is what you're saying? Now, I want you to hear one thing. Uh, we'll get to the fact that the CNN anchor didn't even enter, didn't correct him. But I want you to hear some guy named uh, from CNN, an analyst named John Avalon. Throw me above there if you don't mind, Ryan. Listen to what he said about the students. Listen to this. Ready? I think these students are speaking with such moral clarity and such a pointed manner that it's going to ratchet up the political pressure in a mm. way that we didn't, we couldn't have seen after Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. These kids are being amazing advocates for their own experience, and they're putting the pressure on politicians in a way that's going to be difficult for them to ignore. That's a positive thing for the country, just at least in terms of congressmen confronting the fact we've had 180 districts that have seen a mass shooting in the last several years. So, what? you know, if you've got things that 77% of Americans... Did you say we have 180 districts? Anyway... What? That'd be 180 mass shootings. Did you hear what he said? They're speaking with such moral clarity. Such great advocates. They don't know what the hell they're saying. Throw me down over there if you don't mind. Let's go then to, uh, so you, you heard David Hogg. My dad's a retired FBI agent. Trump shouldn't be mad at them. He's in charge of the FBI. He's the executive branch. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, that was followed... After he finished his statement, literally a second later, Emma Gonzalez, this girl that is, uh, I mean, she's all over the place, too, with this guy. She goes on, number 59, please, to continue the thanking of the FBI, even though they, I mean, it's amazing. They want gun control, these two, these two young people, right? These, the FBI literally ignored two tips. It's like they, and how could, why wouldn't Alice Camerata say, the FBI missed two chances to find this guy? She didn't say that. But anyway, here's Emma Gonzalez. Here we go. And I do want to reiterate that the FBI were some of the amazing first responders who were helping us get to safety. And the fact that he wants to discredit them in any way and then he's trying to shift our focus onto them is, it's, it's not, it's not acceptable. So the FBI literally misses two times. They ignore two times to go get this guy, the, the shooter, right? Before he did any shooting. And these two young people all of a sudden are saying, it's terrible that you're ripping the FBI. They're the ones that literally screwed up. 
I know there are some great FBI agents. Even they'll, they'll admit to you, the FBI totally screwed up. That's it. It happened. They, they missed it. They blew it. We know it. Talked about it yesterday, January 5th, the FBI was tipped off by somebody that was close friends with Nicholas Cruz. Uh, January 5th, a tip went to the FBI tip line. They never forwarded to the Miami branch of the FBI. And we told you the last time, uh, back last year, some guy that runs a YouTube page saw uh, Nicholas Cruz comment on one of the things he wants to be a professional school shooter. They did nothing. Nothing, right? Uh, so now all of a sudden, these two uh, nitwits are actually ragging on Trump for criticizing the FBI, and they're the reason that they didn't stop this guy from doing what he did, because they could have, and they didn't. And Allison Camerot, after hearing all this stuff, Trump's in charge of the FBI. It's part of the executive branch. That's what this David Hogg says, all this other stuff. This chick, oh, yeah, that's terrible. You can't rip them. They screwed up. Is Allison Camerata, does she correct them and challenge them? No. Number 60, this is what Allison Camerata said on CNN. Here we go. I appreciate that reminder that they're the first responders and that they go into these dangerous situations to try to save people. Okay. There's the media for you. There it is. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can also hit me up, Garrett, at knst.com. Garrett on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. Follow me and like me. I mean, this is uh, this is insane, isn't it? Now, there are some, we, we have uh, some evidence. It seems like this, this uh, young guy is being told what to say. Number 57, David Hogg. Uh, I'll put this video on my page at knst.com and on my Facebook page. David Hogg, this is 57, yeah. Uh, again, his dad is the FBI agent. I'm wondering if it's his dad off camera coaching him. The camera's on him, but he's not looking at the camera. He's looking off camera at someone, whoever's interviewing him or something. And you'll hear him stop and go back and stop and go back. Because he's gotten to be a very polished speaker over the past three or four days. This, this high school kid. They are being told what to say. Listen, uh, listen to this. You'll hear the direction given. Here we go. Because we had had a fire alarm earlier that day, and that was a drill. So we thought this was a drill, too, just another one. Because uh, we have a lot of fire alarms, uh, a lot of fire drills at the school. After we heard the first gunshot, we initially thought it was a drill. Actually, that was a bad choice. Hold on. It's okay, you're fine. Actually, that was a bad choice because the janitor... Sorry. It's okay. You're fine, David. You're fine. Honestly, when I was going out, I was kind of in... I was in... Hold on. It's okay. When I was going out, I was in shock. Yeah, saying, I, don't, I don't know how to put this in perspective. Say that. Did you hear that? Go back. Go back. Go back. Going out, Listen. I... It was kind of in, I was in, hold on. When I was going out, I was in shock. Yeah, saying, I, don't, I don't know how to put this in perspective. Pause it. Say, uh, I don't know how to put this in perspective. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how to put this in perspective. You, you say, that? say that? Let's continue. Hold on. When I was going out, I was in shock. Yeah, saying, I, don't, I don't know how to put this in perspective. Okay. So most of my friends that made it out, one of them went into a bathroom in the same, I believe, in the same hallway. As the shooter. Oh, hold on. One of them went into the same bathroom, I believe, as the hallway shooter. He was in there at the same time, and he was in the bathroom, and he didn't know if he was going to live. Hmm. Seems a bit, uh... Well, it seems overwhelming to me. And there's even more we have to, to get to. The, the constant theme that is now going to be echoed by... The gun-hating people and, and, and even more. We'll get to that. Uh, and then a student is actually asked, 
You guys being coached? What, what's your reaction? People saying you're being coached. Oh, boy. We'll get to that. John, you're first up. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, uh, I have a question. What happened if he was to, instead of threatening to shoot the school, if he was threatening violence against a transgender, if he threatened violence against a homosexual, mm-hmm. or if he was really adamant about there's no such thing as global warming? And the point is, is they're not enforcing the laws on the books. They're enforcing the laws they want to. And then when they have something like this happens, they want to push more laws on us. Yep. Laws now, that won't also, do anything. Also, too, isn't it funny? Every generation, um, we get the new type of hippies. And, and this one, uh, I guess it's Joan of Arc girl, you know, the Sinead O'Connor lookalike girl. Yeah. The, I, yeah. Girl. I guess, you know, what it is is, same thing happened with the, the Gulf War in 2003. I, I remember being around downtown and, and uh, the liberal mecca between, uh, between uh, U of A and downtown. And I remember watching these hippies at the time in their 60s with these signs that you could literally put a date on it from 40 years earlier. And it's the same. Every 10 years, they try to push a new hippie generation on us. And you have the media and all the liberals trying to... Trying to give these snowflakes that don't know anything, let alone the Constitution, voice and demands and expect us to honor it. So you're saying this is the new radical generation right here? Oh, this is a, yeah, this is another one. The hippies are they're fomenting it. They're, they're grooming them. Like you like this, this that one uh, audio clip you just had. They're, mm-hmm. they're grooming the next generation. And they always, they so badly want to go back to the, the 60s because to them that was a victory. And, and what's really funny is you can watch it, all these channels, ABC, all these uh, liberal channels, and they treat them with kid gloves. Yep. They're, they're, they're being uh, cultured just right to where they want to use them as their, their mouthpiece. And, and it's really sad because it, they're, they're, these kids are so dumb. They really are. And, you know, they don't even know anything other than the newest uh, fashion statement at the time or who got shot. And now all of a sudden they want us to follow their, their will. You're right. Well, wait, you got to keep listening. I thank you for the phone call, John, and it's it's a great point. Uh, you got to hear what I have coming up next from what these uh so you know, one of these students says. Um but it's a great it's a great uh, thing. I mean, if he was all of a sudden bullying someone cuz they were gay or one of the LGBTs, one of the letters or something like that. Oh yeah, or Muslim. Oh my god, they would have cracked down on this guy like there was no tomorrow. Like there was no tomorrow. It's a great point. We're going to continue. I have more reaction, more of your calls coming up. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Morning Ritual, Gary Lewis, KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. Huh? What? What happened? Hi, 829, what? thanks for hanging out. It's like my house, I was good looking, and you're lazy. Sh- yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> 54 will be the high today. It's like a bizarre world. It is bizarre world. 41 outside right now. 62 tomorrow, but it's going to be chilly. I mean, it's getting down... Um, the low tonight is going to be, uh, what is it, 40 tonight? That's it? But it's supposed yeah. to be 34 for a low tomorrow. So, good luck. Maybe get down to 34 in the middle of the night. Whatever. Leave me alone. It's going to be cold. Don't be outside. This is cuddling weather. I know. Oh. It is, and that's a good point. That's a very good point. I like that. I like the way you think in that aspect. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's continue real quick. What was it? We just put in the soundbite of the, uh, what what is that? Uh, um, Hang on, that it. guy's name. Uh, Abzug. Abzug? Brandon Abzug. I want you to the whole, th- uh, we'll play, you know, let's play it, let's play it. This was like Allison Camerata, they had a former Republican congressman, Jack Kingston, on, where he said the same thing that we're saying, that I'm saying. You know, it looks like they're getting coached. All of a sudden they have rallies, all of a sudden they know what to say, they know what to do, they hate the NRA, blah, blah, blah. Listen, and then, so then Allison Camerata, again, another enabler on CNN, uh, asks about this. Listen, here we go. I think it's very despicable that he would even have the audacity to say that, 
Mm-hmm, um, really? Young people all across this country and over the world should feel that they have the power to make things right. What? And especially in the wake of a tragedy, we really show who we truly are. So huh? to say that just because we're young, we can't make a difference is not right. And he should apologize for that. Delaney, have you been hearing this? That's it. That's all we need. That's all we need. Thank really? You. So it's despicable. We know what we're doing. We know exactly. We know everything about that stuff. We know it all. Well, it's young people around the world, mm-hmm. Garrett. Like the ones in the Middle East who are being oppressed. Yeah. How about mm-hmm. in uh, in the Sudan? Let's talk about those guys because if they start moral, trying to write moral clarity, yeah, moral clarity. Give me a break. Speaking so well, one of these uh, high school students said that they're out there doing this for the victims of uh, of Newtown, um, the Orlando nightclub shooting victims, and Vegas as well. That's why they're doing this. That's why they're doing this. Sounds like it's another rehash of Take a Knee. Something Remember they're doing that? it, yeah. Take a knee for everything. Let's do it for all that stuff. Uh, 831 now on KNST AM 790. Tucson's the most stimulating talk. We come back in about six minutes. More of these sound bites, including you're going to hear the common theme said by all these anti-gun people. They're trying to use this, this verbiage to convince people that uh, you should be on their side. Okay? I want you to hear, I want you to hear what they had to say. And you're going to, ah, I mean, do you not agree with me, by the way? Does it seem like it's all contrived? They're being coached? We'll continue. Right now, here's the latest on KNST from... Getting to work and realizing you know more than everyone else feels good. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yes. How you doing? What's going on? Wait, wait, wait. Build it up. Build it up. I don't like the song overall, but I like this part. Come on. Yes. This Thursday, by the way, 8.40 in the morning, this Thursday is going to be. Why am I yelling over this? Such a jerk, Ryan. This Thursday is going to be the Beer Club for Men. And it's going to be Mr. Ons. I hope you get to join me 5 to 7 this Thursday, Beer Club for Men. We haven't had one in a while. It's going to be a lot of fun. Why are you shaking your head? Because I had Brian on the phone. I don't care. He's telling me about we need to do a PSA because Grijalva is going to be in town. And everybody needs to lock up their liquor cabinets. Oh, my God. I'm like, that's not acceptable. Protect your bar stools. There you go. Every day, Raul Grijalva breaks at least one bar stool. If you want to look out, yes, for bar stools, you can save one by donating 18 cents a day. (laughs) Hey, three things I think you need to know. Number one. a cup of coffee. Is it, though? You can help. Not not, anymore. Not at some places. Three things. Number one. Uh, you have uh, the, the majority of people now in favor of the Trump tax cuts, gone from 37% to 51% approval, according to SurveyMonkey, since December until now. More and more every month, people are going to like it because they get more money in their paycheck, more money in their bank account, uh, more job opportunities, uh, higher wages, all kinds of stuff is happening. It's all, oh yeah, watch out. Second thing, I think you need to know, and this is another very, very important thing, uh, business, uh, small business owners, the backbone of America. CNBC says small business confidence hits a record high in 2018 after the Trump tax reform win. Big, big deal. Optimism sky high among business owners because of the tax reform package. Uh, sky high, highest ever. Largest quarter quarter growth since they've been tracking the index. It says, uh, so good for them. Third thing I think you need to know, we've been talking about this. It appears that these high school students are being coached 
are being told what to say. Nobody says like this, says these things. The media is enabling these high school students to spout off things that aren't true. Uh, all in the name of gun control. And the media is cheerleading them on. We've talked about it. I'll put information up, uh, you know, after the show at KNST.com and on my Facebook page. So be on the lookout for that. We have more evidence coming up. Three things I think you need to know. And again, after, after the story we did a couple hours ago where it turns out that um, we found out because of the Mueller indictment, the Russians staged all kinds of events with their troll factory, the Internet Research Agency that's a troll factory based out of St. Petersburg, right? All this other stuff. Uh, and we played a couple hours ago highlights of CNN and MSNBC covering an anti-Trump rally on November 12th, 2016, a few days after Trump won the election. And they were just loving it. And there were thousands of people or hundreds of people. They were out doing all this stuff. And they're gleefully covering it, all this other stuff. How do you know? Because the media is covering like crazy these anti-gun rallies propped up by these uh, these high school students and who knows who's coaching them. How do you know Russia's not in charge of that too, just to sow discord? We know that Russia did these pro-Trump, anti-Trump, pro-Hillary, anti-Hillary rallies and did this stuff just to mess with America, just to mess up our system. How do we know every time you look up now and you see the media reporting this stuff that you can't just sit back and say, who's behind this? Is Russia somehow doing this just to sow discord, to have people fight with each other in America about different things, whether it's race, whether it's gun control, who knows? Russia's doing it on purpose. So then how do you know that these students are being propped up by Russians? I know, that's crazy, Garrett. Well, we found out, I played the soundbite in the last hour, Russia, these, this, this internet research agency, the AKA Troll Factory in St. Petersburg, spent a whopping 46 grand on Facebook ads during the 20, before the 2016 election. 46 grand compared to 81 million spent by Trump and Hillary. So it was like, it was like point zero. It was like five one thousandths of a percent of what Hillary, uh, Hillary and Trump paid. It's, they had no effect. Anyway, just something I'm talking about. Just I was just looking to, to see the uh, National Civility Institute, what they had to say about any of this. Nothing. Nothing. Because they were just a waste. Just a bunch of retweets. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's what they are. I, I, They're a bunch of retweeters. I, you're right. You're right. That's all they do. It's it's like it, it's like a computer program. Look at I mean, I know. I mean, all they do is retweet. It. Anything with the word civility, their algorithm is 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 basically there to retweet it. Well, and then they're they're quoting the 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 guy from the from the, the Black Panther movie. Oh God. And I'm like is it, King ruler Wakanda doesn't even exist. It's a comic book movie. What's wrong with you people? There's a lot, but they do a lot. Let's play. Um, what? That's funny. Let's play. I want you to hear, sir. Can we go to Mark Kelly real quick from Mark from a few days ago? What did Mark Kelly say? Do you remember what Mark? Yes. Let's do. Uh, yes. Uh, 51. Mark Kelly said this on Fox News Sunday. Go ahead. Should a 19-year-old be able to buy an AR-15, but he can't buy a Bud Light? That probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Now let's go to Congressman Ted Lieu, a Democrat, number 61. 61, please. This happened yesterday. Here we go. It also makes no sense that the shooter could not have purchased a beer legally, but could still have purchased all these assault rifles. And that's why we need to have gun reform. Let's do number 64. This is a uh, student from the Florida high school where the shooting was, 64. I want Congress to put a bill out saying we need stricter background checks. Here's how we're going to do it. A 19-year-old who can't purchase an alcoholic beverage should not be allowed to purchase an AR-15, a weapon of war, a weapon war. of destruction. Mm. It's absolutely absurd. A weapon of war, a weapon of dis- that was Alex Wind, a weapon of destruction. Sorry, uh, a weapon of war. Pretty sure on the battlefield, our military does not have AR-15s in their hand. God, I hope not. 
I read that uh, farmers, if they, they their crops get uh, destroyed by big giant hogs, the firearm they like to use the best to get rid of the hogs, AR-15. Not used for hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more, Republican rhino, Carlos Cubello. He's an amnesty guy, gun control guy. He's like uh, a version of, he's like Jeff Flake. Uh, number 62, he says the same thing. Here we go. I think some areas where there is a lot of room for common ground is, for example, why is an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old not allowed to purchase a beer at a restaurant, not allowed to purchase a handgun, but can purchase an assault rifle? Okay, that so... makes no sense. Okay, that is something fair. So that you should have... definitely change. Are you, are you noticing the theme here? So, okay, cars are killing machines. More people are killed by cars every year than guns. People firing guns. So let's up the uh, the driver's license age to 21 then across the country. You want to make it, you have to be 21 to buy a rifle? Let's make it 21 to drive. All these irresponsible teenagers with their texting and driving and everything else. Let's just do it. Killing machine. 21. Or just make it 18 to drink now. Or that. Or that. It's so dumb. By the way, let's play one more from... Uh, I remember they changed it. You're old. I am. Let's up at number 63, Carlos Cubello. Uh, he speaks out of both sides of his mouth right here. Just just listen to this genius Republican, this rhino. Here we go. I'm backing legislation now to expand background checks so that every transfer of a weapon has to be run through the background check system. We also have Pause to it. strengthen the background check system. Because bad guys that sell guns to each other in the black market are going to totally abide by that. Right, Carlos? Let's continue. We also have to strengthen the background check system because we know there have been failures there. And Pause it. Or you could just, again, have the FBI not screw up because they were told all of these things and they didn't act on the tips. But anyway, let's continue. Hold the FBI accountable and oh. make sure that threat assessment teams are paying attention to the tips that they're getting because sure. this tragedy could have, it seems, yep. could have been prevented had the FBI paid attention mm. to two different Dude. tips they received. Can I ask you something? Yes. Is it such a bad yes. thing that people who have mental health issues, legitimate ones, that could affect them, themselves and other people like this, why can't they report them to a special group within the FBI? What's that special group? I don't... The FBI... Again, I, back in the day, whatever. we had things called mental institutions. Correct. And in that's where people like this guy, who the cops were called 36 times to his home because he was elder abuse, he was out of control, mother couldn't handle him, mother neglecting him, the adopted mother, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. They have no, we have no place to put them because but, the liberals and the ACLU didn't want mental institutions to exist. So now nobody knows what to do or where to put these people. But with HIPAA laws, you can't say anything, oh, this person has potential to be violent. Not They're just on, HIPAA laws. No, but what's the potential? Listen, because there's too much of a definition. If somebody has anxiety. Right then they're considered to have mental health problems. Okay. If somebody had a bout of depression one time because something happened in their life, mental health problem. That could stop right. them from buying it. So that's why it's a slippery slope. You can't do that. I understand it's a very but slippery again, slope. But again, hang on. If you have violence associated with your mental illness, though. Yes. Most depressions usually don't, unless it's self-inflicted. I don't know. Well, listen, bottom line is the FBI could have done something, and they didn't. And that's the point. This is Carlos okay. Cubello's. He's, he, is, he is sitting back saying... We need to do this. We need to do that. This gun control. Oh, and maybe if the FBI didn't blow. If the FBI did what they did and they, and they took this guy in, based on all these tips, they charged him with harassment and threats and everything else, then you know what? There would not have been a shooting. And that's just, that's the bottom line. There would not have been a shooting. 880-KNST, 
Uh, we shall continue. I mean, you you heard every. It's all it's all being coerced, man. It's all there. They're all they're they're, they're telling these young people what to say, what to do. It's really crazy. We'll play. Uh, you know what? You said? We'll play coming up the next hour. Uh, one young man. Oh, and we played it right there. We played it earlier. When asked, what is it? People saying that uh, you, you're being told what to say. Uh, it's despicable. I know what I'm doing. Sure you do. Sure you do. Uh, we'll continue. Uh, there's more on this. More sound bites. KNST AM seven ninety two. Sons most stimulating talk. Dot org. Hello, hi, 906. 906. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk on. Did I say it's KNST AM 792 Sons? Most stimulating. I, I just yeah, said that. You just said Sorry, that. I just got a great Facebook message uh, from Ray Lynn. Hey, Garrett, uh, I say we ban the flu. It harms thousands and kills thousands of people every year. You're right. We need flu control. That's brilliant. Absolutely freaking brilliant. Three things I think you need to know. What about Num- Zika? See, well, whatever happened to Zika? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're all going to die from these things. <clears throat> Bird flu, Zika. Swine. Uh, Swine flu. Guns. Cars. So we have that. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, now we're up to 51%. We're at a majority of people that actually support the tax reform. It should be more than that. That's low, isn't it, Garrett? It was at 37% in December. We'll talk about that because the media literally gave out fake information about it. They lied about it. They kept, whatever. They, they just kept pushing it, and those people thought they'd be wrong. It'd be bad for them because the media stinks. Second thing that I think you need to know, by the way, based on the tax reform, really quick, um, Raul Grahal and Nancy Pelosi, I'm not kidding about this. They are having a town hall tonight in Phoenix. Why tax reform is bad for working people in Arizona. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. It might sound like that. Giant turd. Anyway, second thing I think you need to know it's true. It's what I mean, what else can you describe that as? Second thing is that get this small business confidence has hit a record high because of tax reform. Optimism surging. CNBC survey monkey. Small business confidence index saw an increase of five points, 57 to 62, a record high, and the largest quarter-to-quarter move the index has seen since CNBC and SurveyMonkey began measuring it last year. Oh, and it's the first survey since Trump signed the tax cuts into law. Oh, wait till you hear more details about that. Third thing I think you need to know, it appears that David Hogg, one of the students, one of the survivors of the Florida shooting, uh, he admits his dad is a retired FBI worker. He's mad at Trump for ripping the FBI, and he appears to be coached a lot. These students appear to be coached a lot because they claim to be, again, just because you're a victim doesn't make you an expert. But they uh, are saying things that normally 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds don't say. All of a sudden, they have uh, organized in less than a week to have a march going on. They're on the media, all this other stuff. It's really incredible. There's an entire, this is a hit job. This is a big hit job. Three things I think you need to know, and you want to know who's uh, taking part of that is the media. They are. Uh, let's play um, Emma. I don't know. I'm sorry. Go go down. We put it in earlier. It's uh, the ch- yeah, Michaela Pereira. She's a host on CNN, and she's about to have Emma Gonzalez, the the crew cut girl, 
uh, who also was out there screaming, BS, BS, along with her buddy, David Hogg. These are two of the students from that school where the shooting was. Listen how the CNN host introduced her. Here we go. Emma Gonzalez and David Hoggs, two survivors who are now organizing a nationwide March for Our Lives on March 24th in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, to demand stronger gun laws. That fierce young woman, Emma Gonzalez, mm, joins fierce. me now by phone from a very uh, a hurting Parkland, Florida. First of all, Emma... Uh, Young lady, I am very proud of you. Using your voice for this. A powerful collective voice you and your peers have. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh. Really? That's the media. That's why you can't trust anything that they say. You can't do it. It's impossible. Oh, fierce younger. You know you're going to have big-time questions, right? Well, what are you supposed to say? These are kids. They're the ones telling us what gun laws should be now. So you're damn right you better ask him questions. If you're going to put yourself out there, this is what happens. You are asked questions. My God. I mean, this, we played that. We played the soundbite in the last hour of, uh, of the CNN analyst who said, these, these students, so well-spoken. I mean, what morality they have. Oh, they're just, they just so good. They're just so good. So proud of you. Okay. Um, nice, right? Nice. Um, there's actually one sound, but I have to get this. There's so many of these. So many of these, right? Um, hang on, hang on, just with me for a sec. There's a, a kind of a, a, a crazy lady on CNN. She, she was with the Bernie Sanders campaign. She was the national press secretary for Bernie Sanders. Her name is Simone Sanders. No relation. Throw me up over there real quick. She was, uh, she, oh, uh, throw me down, throw it down. I don't know where that, where is, where is that coming from? Is that me? Is that me? Ah, ah. I don't, hang on, hang on. Let me get rid of this. Let me, is that me? Property rights. Wait, no, no. How about now? I mean, now, forget it. I'll do it after. Um, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. I have like a, stop, turn it, seriously, stop it. Don't, I'm not even, I'm not laughing anymore. I'm not laughing. I'm not having a good time. This is not fun. So anyway. It's all your fault. It pretty much is. Uh, anyway, this is Simone Sanders. I will get the soundbite. Oh, here we go. I know what it is. Hang on. This, I, I have like 95 windows open. I apologize. As you go with the radio show, you start off prepping for a lot, and then next thing you know, you want even more and more and more. And it just... Um, is it safe? No, because the computer... Okay, now it is. Okay. Here is Simone Sanders, national, former National Press Secretary for Bernie, so you know she's crazy. Listen to what she says. Comprehensive universal background checks. Uh, semi-automatic weapons mm -hmm. are weapons of war. They do not belong in the streets mm -hmm. of our cities. These are these are common sense things that clearly Congress can't get through their heads. So the young people are going to be the ones to push this change forward. These are the radical revolutionaries that we need, John. These are the these are the radical revolutionaries that we need. The radical revolutionaries that we need. Um, yep, yeah, I mean it's a total hit job. How can you tell me it's not? What's your reaction? 880-KNST, 880-5678. And I predict that these, these radical revolutionaries, these hand, you know what, these handful of people that are from this high school, whether they're being brainwashed, whether they're full of emotion and they don't, you know, they're just confused or they really believe it, I don't know. But they're going, they're, they're being put out there and it's going to piss off the country. Right? It's going to piss off the country. And that's the way it's going to be. We are not for this. We like law and order. We like normal things. We don't like things shoved in our face. And 
This is exactly what's happening. As a matter of fact, I want you to hear this. Keep me up over there. This is uh, some lady named uh, Laura Menino. This is from CNN. You got to love all this stuff, right? Again, you see all these signs. All of a sudden, all these, these, this is in Los Angeles. The shooting was in Florida. This is from Los Angeles. The CNN reporter is there, and they're having a rally called Drain the NRA in Los Angeles. Listen to this. And I want to introduce you to her. Her name is Laura Menino. She came up with the idea with a group of her girlfriends uh, for Drain the NRA. Tell me first what the what the reason for this is and why go after the NRA. What is your reasoning for that? The NRA is because of all of this. They are the absolute source. Uh, after the shooting in Vegas, we felt underwhelmed with the reaction. We thought there has to be a new way to figure this out. And we thought we're going to follow the money just in the same spirit of sleeping giants and grab your wallet and how we got bill o'reilly off the air if we want to shift the culture we have to start shifting the money it's time to go after the gun industry and the gun lobby's money that they pay off to politicians to do nothing about this crisis how do you respond to people who are supporters of being able to go out and buy things like ar-15s who say it's not guns that kill people it's people that kill people what is your reaction to that well guns certainly make it easier right i mean there's no faster way to take a human life and yet we are the slowest to do anything about this and i'll tell you who else is killing people congress the gun lobby mm. and the gun industry they all have blood on their hands and they are all complicit in this how will you there you go the nra is because of all of this they're they're the cause of this they are the absolute source again show me the nra class where they're like this is what you do when you want to go shoot up a school please you throw me down over there thanks dude Kevin, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Thank you. Good morning, Garrett. Morning. I have a comment with respect to people's concern about the loss of innocent lives uh, with the gun control craze. Uh, Eleven teens die a day from texting while driving. That's 330 a month and 4,000 a year. Therefore, I'm recommending that there be a waiting period on cell phone purchase, background checks, we know that the industry has blood on its hands, Samsung, AT&T, mm-hmm. Verizon, and Apple. And, in fact, anybody that is runs for political office that speaks out in support of cell phones should be ostracized and probably impeached. <laughs> Follow the money. Who is Samsung paying off? Which member of Congress? I think they're doing all of those, and so I'd love to hear the media get in that discussion since we unfortunately lost 17 people in Florida, but we lose 11 teenagers a day. In fact, there's 660,000 accidents a year from texting while driving. So both are problems. Let's focus on the biggest problems. Uh, well, look at it this way. You know, you I, I mentioned this in the last hour because I played like five sound bites in a row of uh, shootings of victim survivors, uh, members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. They both say, it's crazy that an 18-year-old can't buy a Bud Light, but he can go buy a rifle. And I'm thinking, again, okay, if you want to go by that logic, I think teens are irresponsible. So, again, why don't we up the driving uh, driver's license age to 21? Absolutely. Why don't we uh, that's have an outrage at bar yeah. owners that serve more than two drinks? That's like two bullets. Uh, how about if we limit the number of words you can text in your phone while driving because we know uh, those uh, phones uh, uh, are the cause of multiple deaths. So just limit the number yep, of words yep. as opposed to this magazine full of multiple words that you can load on your text phone. Exactly. It's uh, it's ridiculous, man. I don't think the country's falling for it. I, when it's shoved in our face like this, we know there's something there. I you agree. Know, our spidey sense goes up. Hey, great points, Kevin. I appreciate it, brother. See you, man. Thank you. You got it.
Uh, and yes, he's right. Teen driver phone stats. 11 teens drive, uh, die every day as a result of texting and driving, according to a AAA poll. 94% of teen drivers acknowledge the dangers of texting and driving, but 35% admitted to doing it. You know it's a lot more than 35%. It's from edgarsnyder.com. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's, is it 11 per day across the whole country? I don't know. There's a lot know. of teens out there driving. Yeah, there are. We need to stop that. Um, let's I go. I don't want to keep driving my kids to school. <laughs> let's go to Tom. Tom, welcome to KNST. Hello. Good morning, Darren. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm I'm really good. I frustrated as heck over people and their lack of experience and their voice and their opinions. Although that's American freedom of speech. Yeah. You know, maybe they should outlaw um, rental trucks so you can't drive them through crowds too. Uh, well, uh, like like the, uh, the the West Side Highway guy and everything else. Yeah, you know, yeah. Who, who that guy who rented the yeah. Home Depot truck? Yep, yep. You know, I, I got my my first rifle. I think I was fourteen and went through a, a hunter safety course. And I've had rifles and pistols my whole life. Never shot anybody. Imagine that. Had a lot of discipline. Had a lot of discipline in my life. You know, learned the hard way. You know, where Dad had to say, "Bend over. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you." Mm-hmm. Then the dean at the high school, same thing. Of course, it hurt me more than it hurt him. Um, you suppose if that guard or the the security guy at that high school had had a pistol? And he'd have shot the guy before he came and killed anyone. Then the kids would all have a different idea about guns. Yeah, I think that you wouldn't have this entire uh, ginned up. Um, I think it's faux. I think it's. I think it's fake uh, outrage. Yeah. All all these rallies. I I don't think it's. I think it's all a setup. I really do. I do too. I I agree completely. I it, but kids, kids, you know, it's they're, they're the immediate immediate gratification thing. Almost like drugs. They want to. They see something and they they spill out their emotions on it based on what they see instead of what they know. You know, they think gun control. Gun control is not going to stop that young man from, from mm-hmm. having guns. And it's not going to stop him from being crazy or broken inside. And and broken people are what's causing the problems. A guy could go rent a truck and drive through a crowd. Doesn't have to, you know. What about this? Yeah. And you got it in your head. It's You're hard gonna do to stop it. one yep. person like that. You're right. What, what about I saw somebody on Fox, a, a political scientist. She's a, a doctor, everything, and she said that you know one of the big problems is the fact that uh, you take God out of school, so morality is gone. Right? Yeah. That's one of the things. Yeah. On top of that, um, you have everything's with this bullying. Like we, my wife and I, toured some schools because again we have our our five year old entering kindergarten. Of course, it's make or break in life, depending on what kindergarten he goes to. That's what I've learned yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And uh, one of the schools that we went to. I was like, we were both like, there's no way in hell. They had signs all around this school. What would a kind kid do? We we taught, this is our feelings wall. We have, they have them come in and they do feelings and how to deal with kids. Instead of getting mad, they do this and no bullet. And I'm like, you know what? In life, there are going to be people that don't like you. And that's just the way it is. And not everybody that's has it. to like you. And you all of a sudden, hang, a, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No. And there's right. not a policeman in the world that gets his clothes on in the morning and says, I'm going to go shoot someone today. No, of course not. And I thank you for the phone call. But think about this. They they go on this whole rant at school about anti-bullying, anti-bullying, anti-bullying. It's as if it could never happen. And if it does happen, these kids are taught that it's not supposed to happen. And if it does happen, it's so mean, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to get my revenge. 
instead of just having a you know basic old schoolyard fight where one kid gets punched in the nose and that could dramatically change the way he acts in school. It's like this whole anti-bullying, anti-this, and we're looking out for your feelings so much. We're looking out so much that you don't get hurt, you don't get offended, everything else, that when they do get offended, they go off their freaking rocker. And it's not every student. It's the ones that are really, you know, broken, like you said, jacked up in the head in that aspect. Maybe that has something to do with it, too. Maybe the schools are, the, are to blame. You're not letting these kids realize what real life is like. We're not saying go bully people, but there is going to be bullying. Right now, there are people that I work with that I know that don't like me. And I just what? don't. No I know. way. And I, you know what? I don't care. I have to get my job done. I'm not. I, I listen. I, it'd be great if everybody liked me. It'd be great if I liked everybody. But it's not going to happen. Even the people that I don't like, I have to work with. I got to deal with it. You know what? Kids today, when they're taught about having to like everyone and they no bullying and everything else, they're not going to be prepared for that. Seriously, they're not going to be prepared for a boss that's a jerk. They're not going to be prepared to handle people they don't like at all. It's it's really a shame. And you have all these idiotic academics and these idiots in schools. I mean, I'm not joking with you. You may know the school that I'm talking about. But they literally was, it was, it was what would a kind kid do? What would this, shut up. And I was so turned off by this, side note, but I was so turned off. I'm like, this is exactly what you don't want. I want my kid to go to school to learn English, science, math, history, right? I don't want to send my school, my, my kid to school to learn how to live. That's my job. I mean, be a good person. I get it. I mean, you take the guy, you take God out of school, you take morality out of school. Okay, fine. But then don't tell my kid how he has to act. It's not your job. It's my job. If I want my, if my kid can get, you know what? It's okay if he gets frustrated with someone. It's okay if he looks at a kid and goes, I don't like you. It's okay if somebody looks at my kid and says, I don't like you. It's happened. My kid has come home. I picked him up from daycare. This kid doesn't want to be my friend. That's okay. You know what? Not everybody's going to be your friend. There are other people. Oh, okay. I taught mine how to put him in a full Nelson and make him like him. And it worked. Before Ryan started working on this show, he told me that he was called to his uh, kid's school because <laughs> when his child was, it was kindergarten, right? It, it was, was a while ago. Was, yeah, kindergarten. Like seven years ago. No, longer than that. Oh, my God. No, I was here. Seven years. All of a sudden, Ryan said apparently um, his son in kindergarten looked at other kids, I'm going to stab you in the neck. Wasn't arrested, but it was because he was staring at him when he peed, right? Yep. He wouldn't stop staring at him when he peed. And then he... And he peed on him. He peed on him. Which he learned from his dad. He said, I learned it I learned it from you, okay? Hey, anyway. Somebody's staring. Yeah. What you, want, you, you want to watch? Watch this. Yeah. And he stopped staring at me. I'm going to stab you in the neck. And Not my Reeboks. Yeah. Nobody got stabbed in the neck, though. Yeah. Nobody was hurt. But someone was peed on. Anyway, 924. We'll continue. Got more reaction to this. And uh, we talked to Nancy and Raul and the love fest there. And um, well, we just have more. We have a lot more because it's just too good. Uh, we'll continue. 924 KNSTA 792 sounds most stimulating. Talk. Let's do it. Hey, thank you. 930. We went a little bit long that segment. I apologize. But it was good, right? It was good. Would hit your ears. It's really good. Man, there's so much else we need to talk about as well. It's already 930. Damn, this flew by quickly. Ay, ay, ay. All right, uh, going to be a chilly one today uh, in the 40s right now, looking at about, what, 54 for the high? Should be in the low 60s tomorrow. Have fun with that. I'm just sick and tired of all of these people just coddling these these uh, young people. Do an interview where you actually get asked tough questions. Again, uh, nobody in the media will actually ask the question when they have these, uh, these, these Emma Gonzalez or this other guy, Dave Hogg. Is that, is that his name? I know it's Hogg. David Hogg. Um, you want to go after the guns, but again, the FBI is the one that dropped the ball here. 
The FBI dropped the ball. Nobody else did but the FBI. Anyway, um, I want to talk about some more stuff. Uh, the, the tax cuts, again, what business owners thought the tax cuts would be, and now they've changed their mind. Why? Why do you think that happened? And more on this story about a high school student getting arrested because the high school student said, I could buy an AR-15. Oh, man. We got to get into that, and we will. Coming up, 931. We'll continue in about 6 right now. Here's the latest from 5. 940, three things I think you need to know. Number one, we're up to 51% now. 51% of Americans backing the tax reform should be higher, but let me tell you, it was up from 37% in December. This is a SurveyMonkey poll published in the New York Times. Oh, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as well. How do you argue against people getting more of their own money back? You know? Second, by the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Raul Grijalva going to have a a talk tonight, a talk tonight in Phoenix about why the tax cuts are terrible for Arizonans, working Arizonans, working. They say unemployed because they don't want people to work. Anyway, uh, second thing I think you need to know, talk about comedy, uh, is that uh, the small business optimism is off the charts now. CNBC was looking at this. Small business confidence, small business optimism is at an all-time high thanks to the tax cuts from the trumpster and the gop and it's really for the from the trumpster he's the one that directed this small business confidence now at a record high we'll talk about that in a second as well third thing i think you need to know we've been playing it all day long one of the biggest uh faces you've seen about the the florida shooting is one of the students named david hogg it now comes out that his dad is a retired fbi agent and he's very upset that trump has attacked the fbi for literally not doing its job and not following up on two tips about the shooter they claim this this uh this kid claims that gun control would work FBI works really hard, leave him alone, and nobody in the media will challenge him and say, the FBI had this, they could have stopped him, they didn't do it. Uh, it appears he's being coached. We have some sound bites. we've got to get to all this stuff coming up, don't go anywhere. Three things I think you need to know real quick, throw me up over there real fast. Um, a CNN reporter literally went in the garbage. Um, some CNN reporter in St. Petersburg, Russia, was doing a report about the Internet Research Agency, that's the troll factory in St. Petersburg, they're the ones... Uh, that are behind uh, causing the chaos, the anti-Trump, pro-Trump, anti-Hillary, pro-Hillary stuff. They're the ones in the indictment of Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller indictment that was uh, put out on Friday. And uh, this actually happened on CNN. For the guy, just, it talks about the uh, the 13 Russians and the Internet Research Agency, which is the troll factory. This happened. Uh, just quickly, you look through the trash there. What, what did you find? Precaution. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, we, we came here expecting this office to be to be empty. Um, uh, but in fact, all day here, we've been here throughout the course of the day. People have been going in and out. We went to the trash can to see what we could find because we saw people dumping rubbish there. New computers, new computers are being delivered here and they're throwing away the rubbish. OK, CNN breaking news that people throw things in the garbage. Awesome. OK, you can you can crush it now. We're good. We're good. Uh, really quick on the small business uh, confidence. It's a big deal. Because you know how Nancy Pelosi was calling it crumbs, and she was, it's Armageddon, all these bad things, right? Armageddon, crumbs, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Get this. CNBC, again, says small business confidence is at a record high. It's growing faster than it ever has before. They did the quarter four survey. Small business owners in the quarter four survey, so it was the last one, small business owners were split evenly on the core question about the effect the tax policy would have on their business. Opinions since then have shifted significantly because now it's in effect. Now twice as many 
now expect changes in tax policy to have a positive rather than negative effect on their businesses. Where'd they get the idea it was going to have a negative effect? From the media? From Nancy Pelosi? Are we giving them too much power? I don't know. But they weren't getting the accurate view. Maybe they shouldn't trust the media because everything they told them was wrong. 46% of those surveyed say tax policy changes will have a positive effect, up from 38 in the fourth quarter. This is the first quarter now. The number of those saying tax policy changes will have a negative impact dropped from 36 down to 23%. 36 in the fourth to 23 in the most recent. Wow. How about that? This goes to show you how bad the media is. Right? How horrible it is. Juanita Duggan, president and CEO of the uh, NFIB, the National Federation for Independent Businesses, said these numbers are historically high. The optimism. This shows small business owners are more than just optimistic. They are ready to grow their business. And let me take you to what's going to happen in Phoenix. This is from the Arizona Republic. Working Arizonans will suffer devastating effects from the tax cuts signed into law by President Donald Trump and congressional Republicans. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is telling Democrats here. Wow. During her stop, Nancy will make time for talks with the liberal Arizona Center for Economic Progress and the Arizona Republic. She'll be joined by Raul Gralva. Facebook Live. Session moderated by the Arizona Republic this afternoon. So again, you have all this stuff. The National Federation of Independent Business saying not only are business owners optimistic and feeling good, they are ready to grow their business. And somehow Nancy Pelosi is like, this is horrible for the working people of Arizona. The working people. It's it's horrible. Let me remind you one more time. Can you get the Nancy Pelosi sound by one more time? Let me remind you, Nancy Pelosi's economic uh, attitude, um, it goes to show you how smart she is when it comes to the economy. What will stimulate the economy more than anything else? This is Nancy Pelosi from a few years ago. Go ahead. If you want to create jobs, the, the quickest way to do it is to provide more funding for food stamps. Okay. You want to wear that? How do they... How do they have a chance in November? How do they have a chance? Holy smokes, man. So that's cool. Uh, Now, it's true. By the way, Smucker's giving $1,000 bonuses to their employees, adding $20 million to employee pensions. It's terrible for workers. It's just awful. It's terrible. Did I say it's terrible and it's awful? Because it's awful and it's terrible. Um, let's play some of this David Hogg. This is new. This is other stuff. When do, do high school students normally sound like this? Now, not even a week after the shooting, not even a week. David Hogg is out there. His dad's a retired FBI agent. He's a student at that Florida school. Um, this particular one took place. When did this video? This is from the Washington Post. They had a report from Washington Post. This is February 5th. This is five days ago. Holy smoke, really? This is the day after the shooting. You're telling me that a high school kid would normally say this the day after he saw his school get shot and students that he knows and teachers get shot? Open it up. Play, play the top one first, 55. Why? he Apparently he recorded it. Now, there's a, there's a shoot. I, I know it's a different generation, but there's a shooting going on. Why do you think these students would record it? They record everything, right? 
You know, they want to be famous on Facebook, get likes, stuff like that. And to me, if somebody's doing a shooting, the last thing I'm thinking of is, let me get on my phone and videotape this. I'm thinking, how do I get the hell out of here? How do I protect my family? How do, how do I get out of here? He was asked why he recorded the shooting. This is David Hogg, the student. Listen. I started recording because I realized that if I died, I wanted to have a good story to tell and a story that would echo on and show people that there is a serious issue in this country that people need to face, take a long, hard look at and realize blood is being spilled on the floors of American classrooms. And that is not acceptable. Blood is being spilled. Is that what a high school kid sounds like, especially the day after a shooting? Was that before or after it came out the FBI didn't do anything with the first tip it got from the guy in Mississippi about the shooter? I mean, you could totally almost make the gun control thing. I, we know gun control wouldn't stop and stop this guy. But you could almost make that case if you didn't know that the FBI was tipped off, not once but twice. Cops called out 36 times to this kid's house. Now, let's have more about this. He recounts the incident. And again, I'm like, teenagers don't talk like this. Uh, yeah, 56. Let's do 56. Here we go. Listen to this. At around 2.30, that's when I heard the first gunshot. The room in my AP environmental science class was, had the door ajar open, and that's ajar? how we were able to hear the gunshot. We promptly told my teacher, promptly? hey, we think we heard a gun, and she went and promptly closed the door. Promptly. However, after she closed the door, Pause. the fire alarm was... Do you normally say the words ajar when you're just talking to people? You write that in a report. You write that. In, in broadcasting, you write to the ear. You don't write to the eye. In reports, you do things. You want to use fancy words. Do those things. The door was ajar. The door was open. You ever say to someone, well, the door is ajar. Can you close the door? No. Promptly. We promptly did it. What? You don't say that. You, you just don't talk like that. Anyway. Let's because it's almost like he was memorizing lines that were written. Let's continue. Was pulled so that this sick man could get more soft targets. And sick man. stupidly and almost instinctually, we started packing up our stuff and walking outside because we had had a fire drill earlier that day. But as we were walking outside to our evacuation zone, a flood of people came along and they said, "Don't come this way! Don't come this way! He's coming this way!" So we start running with those people, still thinking this is a drill, by the way. And we're running with them. And as we're running in one direction, this janitor says, like, no, stop, stop, don't come this way. And he prevents us from going near the freshman building, which is actually where the shooter was. And as he said, stop, Chef Kurth was actually able to funnel all of us into her classroom. All, I would say 30, uh, 30 to 40 students into her classroom. And as a result, I really think that she saved a lot of lives that day. And then that was when I started recording. Everybody thinks this isn't going to be that. It's never going to be them. I think that's part of why people don't get out and be politically active. But I urge them. I urge them the to day get after. out and do something about it. Call your congressman. Vote. Please. Vote. I know the Republican take on this is to have like more mental health checks. Oh. I know the Democrats is more gun control. Personally, any step that we can get through right now, by working through bipartisanship, by working through our differences and getting through the polarization that we're facing right now, we can make an actual change. And who knows? Maybe we'd save some children's lives. Is that not rehearsed or what? Right there at the end. Maybe we can save some children. You're, you're a kid. Was that not written for you? Maybe and maybe we can save some children. So here you go. Memorize that. It just seems that way. One more. Let's do uh, from earlier. Uh, where is it? It's uh, da, 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 da. Um, the NRA being a terrorist organization. You know, we'll do that because there's more. Of, uh, we have a short montage of high school kids from this high school talking about 
Blood on the hands, the NRA are terrorists. It's just insane. Don't go anywhere. Morning ritual, me, Garrett Lewis, back in 4K and STA, 792 sounds most stimulating talk. You're going to school. The time for change wasn't now. The time for change was years ago. Are you for taking steps to save us or are you for taking NRA blood money? Mm. We are not letting the United States be run by that terrorist organization. Wow. Oh, wow. Did they not say that before this shooting or just now? Rush is next. Talk to you tomorrow.